Welcome. You're listening to audio from Haddington Elam Church. We hope that you're encouraged and challenged by this week's message. God is in control of everything. Yes, God is in control of the world, the universe. So sometimes we forget this. Sometimes during the troubles and trials in our lives, we forget that God is in control even even when everything around us says the contrary, says different. So I'm going to use one verse uh, from the, the prophet Isaiah on chapter 43, verse 13, to, as a basis to this message. And it's a very, very known verse that says, Yes, and from ancient days, I am he. No one can deliver out of my hand. When I act, who can reverse it? I'm, I'm reading Amplified Bible, Amplified Version. So yes, and from ancient days, I am he. No one can deliver out of my hand. When I act, who can reverse it? So when we go through some situations in our lives, sometimes we think, where is the control of God? Where is God in this moment? Where is God in this moment of my suffering? When, we are, when I am walking through this desert, everybody left me, everybody turned their back to me, where is God? So we must now exercise our faith and keep, our faith and believe that God is in control of all things. And God, using his power, he's limiting the actions of Satan and demons in the supernatural world. We believe that. We believe that we are not only alone here. We are just us. We have angels. We have demons. We have a supernatural world. And they have battle now. They are in fight now. Some of them are trying to put you down. Some of them are trying to steal your happiness or joy. And some of them are fighting on your side and limiting the actions of the Satan and his demons, controlling the heavenly militia, commissioning his angels to bring answers to our prayers. We, a minute ago, we were singing the God of angel armies. Is always on our side. This is amazing. So, being in control, the only one who is in control is God. And what does that mean practically to me and you? So, being in control is to have the power to interfere in the process at any time. So, anytime God can say stop, anytime God can stop the suffering. God can bring back the good things. Or maybe God can direct you to the new things, new realities, new steps to be, to be done, to be given. And new doors, the door that God can open even when there is no door. There is just walls. And you can sometimes feel you are in a trap and there is no way, there is no escape. And then God just make the door because he is the God creator. He creates from nothing. 
So, to have power, and in the times we are in a struggle, we must remember that. First, God maintains control over Satan and the demons. Let's look uh, at a story of the patriarch Job. Job chapter 1, verse 22. It says, In all this, Job, Job did not sin by charging God with wrongdoing. And that is a mistake that we are sometimes tempted to do. We are sometimes tempted to share guilty or to find guilty. Sign someone to blame. Sign someone to blame about the, what is happening. And sometimes we are blaming ourselves. And we feel that guiltiness and we feel that, oh, that's what is happening. It's my fault and I don't deserve to be good. I don't deserve to be in a good time. I don't deserve to receive all the benefits from the Lord. The Lord uh, is, is not answering my prayers. I came this morning in the name of Jesus to tell you this is a lie. You deserve all the blessings that God have to you, has to you. So don't, don't be deceived by the evil. Don't be deceived by yourself, by your flesh. Because you are precious. You are precious to the eyes of the Lord. Okay, so Job didn't make that mistake. He never complained. He never tried to share guiltiness. Sometimes he felt good, but he didn't put the blame on God. So he said, no, no, no. God is in control of everything. Okay, don't. Let's not, let's don't make, make the things worse. In the same book of Job, chapter 1, verse 12, and a few verses before, you can see God shows that he's in control of the situation. And he's limiting Satan's actions on Job's life. The Lord said to Satan, very well, then everything he has is in your power. Everything he has is in your power. But on the man himself, do not lay a finger. That's amazing. That's amazing what the Lord is doing. Lord is protecting the life of Job. I know, I know it's a very difficult book to understand. <laughs> Know that. But I know that God is in control. If you need to read a book, if you want to read a book that shows God is in control of everything, Job is the, is the first one. So God maintains control over Satan and the demons. God maintains control over his angels. Not only the bad side of the force, but the good side of the force. God is in control of both. That's the reason. He's God. He's the Almighty. He's powerful. There is no one like him. And first uh, Chronicles, 1 Chronicles chapter 21, verse 7 to 15. We see how God was angry because David numbered the people of Israel. And, and there we see how he sent an angel who killed 70,000 70, people at once. 70,000 people. Then the Lord told the angel to stop. In, the, in a moment, there was a moment that the Lord said, no, no, that's too much, stop. And the angel stopped. So we can read. 
This command was also evil in the sight of God, so he punished Israel. Then David said to God, I have sinned greatly by doing this. Now I beg you, take away the guilty of your servant. I have done, I have done a very foolish thing. And the Lord said to God, David's seer, God, go and tell David, this is what the Lord says. I am giving you three options. Choose one of them for me to carry out against you. So God went to David and said to him, this is what the Lord says. Take your choice. And the choices are three years of famine, three months of being swept away before your enemies with their swords overtaking you, or three days of the sword of the Lord. There is a plague in the land with the angel of the Lord ravaging every part of Israel. Now then decide how I should answer the one who sent me. And David said to God, I am in deep distress, distress. Let me fall into the hands of the Lord, for his mercy is very great. But do not let me fall into human hands. It's amazing. It's better to be in the hands of the Lord than in the hands of the, the human, of the man. Because human nature can be very nasty. Human nature is wild. And God's nature is perfect. And then, so the Lord sent a plague on Israel and 70,000 men of Israel fell dead. And God sent an angel to destroy Jerusalem. But as the angel was doing so, the Lord saw it and relented concerning the disaster and said to the angel who was destroying the people, enough, withdraw your hand. Pay attention to this. There is moments, there are moments in our life that we need to listen to the Lord, from the Lord enough. There are moments in our lives that we need to listen to him say enough and put a period in the suffering and the problems and the troubles and the struggling that sometimes we need that moment. We are seeking that moment so badly. We are looking for that. We are in despair for that moment. So if you are in, in that Description, if that description fits you, I'm going to tell you, the enough is near to come. The enough of the Lord is near to come in your life. So, the angel of the Lord was then standing in the threshing floor of Arauna, the Jebusites. God is in control and can, he can just say, enough is enough. Stop, it's done. The lesson was learned. It's time to move on. Amen? Third point. God is in control of the universe. Not only the demons, not only the angels, but the universe itself. The planets continue in full harmony, rotating in outer space because God is in control of the universe. The Lord made the earth and created man in it. And gave his command to all his armies. We can read that in Isaiah. It's the same book Isaiah 45 verse 12. It says. It is I who made the earth. And created mankind on it. My own hand stretched out the heavens. 
I marshaled their starry hosts. This is amazing because God is controlling everything and sometimes we are, after these years of uh, so much trouble in the world and governments and leaders and, and now war and then uh, threats of war, a nuclear war and sometimes we feel that uh, we are in the middle of a turmoil and, a, and the, the forecast is not good. Sometimes we are uh, facing the instability but we need to calm down our hearts and put our faith in this promise. God is in control of everything. He is in control. He didn't lose the grip. He still holding everything in his hands. How, he's, how we already uh, praised and, and, and sung a few minutes ago. And four, God is in charge of history. God is conducting, he's written our history every day. He's doing that. He's controlling us, controlling the history of humanity, controlling the history of this world, and controlling my history and your history as well. He is in control of, this, of your history, of your legacy. Your history is not done yet. Your history is not done yet. Someone needs to listen to this. Someone here needs to listen to this. We write our history, but God is in control of it all. He also controls the history of his church. In Acts chapter 1 verse 8, the Lord promised to endure, to endure, to strengthen his disciples with power. He was in control when he sent his son into the word, conform we can see in Galatians chapter 4, verse 4. But when the set time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law. So he is in control of the church and of control of the history of the church. And for open a door when there was no door or the door was not enough, there's not suitable to us, he opened a big door called Jesus. Jesus Christ. You can go through that door and you can find life. You can find eternal life. Five. God controls our life. Personal. God was in control of our lives even before we were born. Even before we are in the plan. God was controlling it. Psalm 139 Verse 16, your eyes saw my unformed body, and all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. That's the reason you can assure yourself that he's in control of everything because he knows your history before you're born. Hallelujah. Before our birth. God was writing, writing our victory in his book. He controls even the smallest aspects of our lives. Even the details that you don't pay attention to much. Uh, in Matthew chapter 10 verse 30. And even the very hairs of your head 
are all numbered. And I'm very sad because some of them are <laughs> abandoning me. But God knows. <laughs> Sometimes God says, oh, yeah, you have too much hair. So now it's time to. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay, so if God is in charge of everything, God is in control of everything, what are you going to do? I'm going to tell you first. Trust that he will heal our wounds. When I say wounds, I'm not just saying wounds in your body, saying wounds for a illness or a sickness. I'm telling about the wounds in your soul, in your heart, in your mind, in your, what the Greek word says, psyche, in your deep soul. What is inside of you, what you cannot see in your body, but is in there. So the Lord tears us in pieces and heals us. We can see that in the book of the prophet Hosea, chapter 6, verse 1. Come, let us return to the Lord. He has torn us to pieces, but He will heal us. He has injured us, but He will bind up our wounds. He allows the struggle, of course. He allows adversity and the evil that he has plagued our lives. But he has the power to change the course of our path, heal our wounds, transform our being, and change our entire routine. All the directions. He has the compass in his powerful hands. He and more than that. Because the compass just shows the north. But God can move the north. <laughs> there is nothing impossible to the Lord. Second, trust Jesus' words. Trust in the word of Jesus. We must act like the centurion of Capernaum. Or Capernaum. In Matthew chapter 8 verse 5 to 10. We can find this story very interesting. When Jesus had entered... Capernaum, a centurion came to him, asking for help. Lord, he said, my servant lies at home paralyzed, suffering terribly. And Jesus said to him, shall I come and heal him? And the centurion replied, look, listen to this reply. Lord, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof, but just... Say, how many words? Three words? Two words? Just say the word. Just one word. And my servant will be healed. For I, am a, I myself am a man under authority. With soldiers under my command. And I tell this one go. And he goes. And I, that one come. And he comes. And I say to my servant, do this. And he does it. So I know how it works. I know who is in command. Can command everything. Who is in charge? In charge of everything. The Bible says in verse 10. When Jesus heard this. He was amazed. And said to those following him. Following him. Truly I tell you. I have not found anyone in Israel. With such great faith. Come on church. I'm going to ask you this morning. To amaze Jesus. With your faith. How can, you, how can you amaze Jesus? Showing him your faith. 
and saying to him, Lord, I don't know what's going on. I don't know how is the end of the story. But I know one thing I know. You have that word that can change everything. Take my life, Lord, in your hands. I am not worried anymore. I'm just throwing everything under your feet and say, Lord, take it. It's yours. Take control. I don't want to worry myself anymore. And of course, Jesus replied and said one word, just one word for Jesus is enough for your life to be blessed forever. So this is can lead us to be calm. So be calm. Be calm. Don't trouble your spirit. Cast all your anxiety upon the Lord. Uh, you can read this in 1 Peter 5, 7. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Put your problem in the hands of the Lord and let him fight for you. The God you serve is in control of all things. Fourth, wait on God. Wait. Sometimes you need to wait. Even if you are going through difficult situations, if you haven't found any way out of the problems that afflict you, if the answer to your praise has been delayed, don't give up waiting on the Lord. Because the Lord is telling you, wait. I know the best moment. I know what I'm doing. I'm in control. I'm in control. Wait for the Lord. Psalm 20, 27 verse 14. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Wait for the Lord. Don't wait for the man. Don't wait for humanity. Five, exercise your faith. Abraham was justified by faith because he continued to hope for the fulfillment of the promise that God had made to him. That he seed would be a great nation. And he didn't doubt God's promise through unbelief. In Romans chapter 4 verse 20. Uh, uh, verse 30, uh, 20. Yes. Yet he didn't waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God. But was strengthened. Strengthened in the, his faith. And gave glory to God. Let's have the same faith. That Abraham. Six. And last one, worship God. While in the meantime you can worship God. Even if you, your eyes, if the tears are falling from your eyes and, and, and your face are full of tears. Wait in the Lord, trust in the Lord, be calm and worship God. Worship Lord. Do like David, who after his child died, rose from the ground washed, anointed himself, changed his clothes. He entered in the temple of God to worship him. We can see that in 2 Samuel 12, 20. Then David got up from the ground after he had washed, put on uh, lotions and changed his clothes. He went into the house of the Lord and worshiped. Then he went to his own house. And at his request, they served him food and he ate. Bring joy to your soul while you are waiting for the Lord. Because the joy of the Lord is our strength. The joy of the Lord can maintain and sustain us in the times of trouble. If you have been victorious and you're going through the best moment of your life, know that this is due to the fact that God is in control of all things. But if you are, in other hand, Going through times of tribulation, 
Try to understand that God is also in control of difficult situations as well. This is the, the word that the Lord put in my heart uh, to bring to you this morning. And I hope you can open your heart and go through the week ahead with different spirits, with different hearts. Waiting, worshiping, calm, knowing, with the knowledge, aware that the God controls everything, everything, past, present, and future. He's in control. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening. Please tune in next week for another inspirational message. If you're in the East Lothian area, visit us online at haddingtonelamchurch.com for information about how you can join us for our weekly Sunday services.